You're listening to the Healing from CPTSD podcast. My name is Justin Vanderwind, and I am your host. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about therapeutic flashbacks and how gradually exposing ourselves to them over time will allow us to free ourselves from the inner prison of toxic shame and anxiety. If you haven't done so already, be sure to visit our website at healingfromcptsd.com and sign up on our email list for regular updates as well as a free weekly newsletter. While you're at it, check out our new YouTube channel and subscribe for regular video content. If you're interested in taking your life back from CPTSD and narcissistic abuse, the Healing from CPTSD course is now available on our YouTube channel completely free of charge. This course is some of the best tools and strategies for understanding and overcoming CPTSD in your life. Feel free to check it out. And if you feel inclined to share your story at all or talk about your experiences dealing with CPTSD or narcissistic abuse with me on the podcast, I would love to have you on the show sometime. Just shoot me an email at justin at healingfromcptsd.com and we can set something up. All links will be in the description below. All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Healing from CPTSD. My name is Justin Vanderwind and I am your host. So today is actually kind of a, one of my favorite topics as it re- relates to CPTSD, and it's all about therapeutic flashbacks, as you can see from the title of this um, episode here. Uh, some of you might be familiar with what therapeutic flashbacks are, some of you may not, but we're going to be talking all about therapeutic flashbacks today, and more importantly, their importance in healing from CPTSD. This is re- Honestly, it's the key. The, the, the main key of healing from CPTSD is... Everything we cover is important, but therapeutic flashbacks, you know, gradually exposing yourself to things that make you uncomfortable or either A, do trigger emotional flashbacks, or B, you're concerned that something might uh, trigger an emotional flashback. Exposing yourself to those things gradually is how you're going to sort of free yourself from that inner prison of not only anxiety and shame, but but the emotional flashbacks themselves. And so, you know, that and uh, learning how to have uh, open and authentic uh, emotional connections with other human beings, whether it's an intimate relationship or a friendship or a therapist, just anybody you can actually like just be real with, as they say, open up and, and share maybe, you know, things you're uncomfortable about or just, just be open and honest, right? And and do so in a way that's authentic and real. And, you know, because doing that, right, is is what triggers a lot of social anxiety and emotional flashbacks in us, those of us who suffer from CPTSD, mostly, that's like what we're mostly afraid of is connecting or opening up, opening ourselves up to potentially, not only potentially be heard again, but to potentially experience an emotional flashback. This is, this is the key of what plagues us uh, throughout our lives with CPTSD is it's, it's not, you know, when we do experience emotional flashbacks, they're they can be quite debilitating and and really uncomfortable also energetically draining and and so we we start to do things or rather avoid doing things that that either again will trigger an emotional flashback or that we're afraid will trigger an emotional flashback right and for a lot of us and this this includes myself it gets to the point where you just kind of it's like everything can trigger an emotional flashback in life. So this is why so many of us are, are it's so debilitating and we have such a difficult time functioning. This is the core of why we have such a difficult time functioning because any situation where we're exposed in any way, which includes school, which includes work, which includes 
any you know intimate relationships even friendships even parties even social engagements all of it it's all hard for those of us with cpd that's what a lot of people don't understand forget about parties <laughs> you know like some people don't like to go to parties because they have like social anxiety but those of us with cptsd anything involving uh not only other people but really what it is is anything where we may be exposed in any way and that that's the key that's what we're really afraid of we're really afraid of being exposed of uh and we don't even really realize it consciously until we learn consciously about emotional flashbacks and stuff like that i certainly didn't know like what was going on and a lot you know with me growing up and a lot of people said well you know you just got to get out there and you know open yourself up and there's some truth to that, but the truth is, depending on what you do, you know, to open up, quote unquote, it could, it could either a trigger an emotional flashback or b you know re-traumatize somebody. And the thing is, is most people don't even know what emotional flashbacks are, let alone how to spot one happening in someone else and then help them to move through it. So those people, you know, because those people that are saying those things like you just got to get out there they don't understand what you're what you're dealing with right uh emotional flashbacks is is part of is is way beyond just social anxiety by the way those of us with cptsd we deal with both the emotional flashbacks and the social anxiety so you know it's it's a lot so it's it's the truth is it becomes so draining that we avoid a lot of 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 stuff uh and become extremely we can become extremely isolated right that's that was me for for sure. I still enjoy my alone time, but um, the therapeutic flashbacks are really, you know, probably the least uh, popular topic to talk about as it relates to healing from CPTSD because it it's like it's kind of like going to the gym for people with CPTSD. Uh, but it's it's the real way to to overcome the flashbacks, you know, to get yourself to a place where the flashbacks either don't happen anymore at all or or um or the emotional flashbacks are minimal or that you can move through them w relatively easily that that's the place where i'm at now so when i when i say i'm largely he basically healed from cptsd what i mean is even if something triggers an emotional flashback within me or or there's some anxiety or something i can move through it i can spot it and soothe myself and move through it and get through it much faster so that I can live my life. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. It doesn't mean that like, because, you, you know, unfortunately it is sort of a certain degree of kind of like permanent damage, right? So, you know, that's what it means. Uh, my emotional flashbacks are, I don't really, I'm not going to, I don't know. I don't think I've had them. I can't remember the last time I had one because I've exposed myself to so much stuff, which we'll go through here in this episode. Um, so essentially, I mean, I've already kind of covered it in that summary, but essentially therapeutic flashbacks are gradually, you know, consciously and gradually exposing yourself to different things and situations that cause you anxiety or cause you emotional flashbacks and then like moving through them sort of emotionally, right? In other words, it's, it's, it's kind of like facing your fears, but for those of us with CPTSD, you, you got to start out much I mean, you know, even just going to this, you know, for some people just going to the store or something is, is intense, right? Just being around other people or, or, you know, like walking up to someone and saying hello or, or something like that. It can be really hard. So that might be a place where you start. I mean, that's, you know, if, you know, you just say hi, you know, it's like, okay, today I'm going to do a therapeutic flashback. I'm going to go to the store and just say hi, you know, you say hi to the cashier or something or just anything that's, 
where you're kind of like opening up and being a little bit vulnerable, even though it might seem silly for a lot of people, you know, that that's an example of an emotional flashback. And then when you, when you experience that uh, anxiety and pain, you know, from either having an emotion, a baby emotional flashback or the fear of it, you'll move through it. You'll alleviate any, to- you know, toxic, toxic shame that's going on inside you. And so what happens uh, consequently as you move through that is you feel a lot better. You'll feel like lighter and a little more open and happier. And um, that's what's going on. You- you've kind of like successfully moved through and your brain has been rewired like a little bit like, oh man, like that situation was not nearly as bad or, or scary as we thought. So now, we- you know, the, the-, the anxiety is going to decrease a bit the intensity of the emotional flashbacks are going to start decreasing. And really what it is is just, you know, doing different things to open yourself up more and more. Obviously, a lot of us don't want to do it. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, the things I did, I, you know, the thing is, is I, I just couldn't take being in the prison of CPTSD anymore. I just personally, I, I just had to get out of it. And um, so, you know, I, I, I've mentioned this many times, but I've gone to... Um, you know, therapists and stuff, but uh, workshops, the 12-step programs were huge. Um, 12-step programs are a great way to, to practice therapeutic flashbacks because just going, you know, just going to those things is a little nerve-wracking, right? Even if you don't speak up and say anything. And then, you you know, you get a chance to be, like, vulnerable and open with, like, a bunch of people all in one shot. But the great thing is those people are there. A lot of them probably might have CPTSD also for what they've had to go through in their lives. So, they get it, but it's a great way to be open and vulnerable about anything and, and practice um, safe uh, therapeutic flashbacks in a safe environment where people aren't going to be talking over you or shutting you down or critiquing you or anything like that. And that's what we really need. Um, that, that And, you know, so it's kind of like group therapy, but I highly recommend them. I don't even care what one you go to, right? Like even if, you know, there's AA, there's all kinds of them, but they're all, you know, they all follow the same basic, you know, the steps and the formula and everything. They're great. They're cheap. They're easy to go to. And it's a great way to experience emotion. I've always, I always felt great. And a lot of times I was too scared to say anything, (laughs) but I still felt better just going, right? Like it's okay to take that, even that level of of a baby step where it's like, it's like, okay, I'm just going to go to this meeting because you at least have to introduce yourself, right? Like you go around the circle, even that's like, oh my God, like I'm exposed, you know, <laughs> and my heart's like pounding. I don't know if that's like that for everybody in the room, but for me, it was like, whew. And sometimes like just speaking and sharing, like you're in a safe space, but your brain doesn't really know that. It doesn't know, it hasn't experienced that really, being being safe and open at the same time. But, you know, so I've, I would share you know, here and there. And afterwards, I would feel so much better. I mean, everyone's going to feel better because being open and vulnerable for anyone kind of alleviates um, a lot of that toxic shame, which is which is a lot of that is why so many people like suffer with different addictions and stuff, because the addictions, you know, kind of like there's there's a chemical component to addiction, obviously, but there's also sort of that emotional component of like kind of making you feel a little better for brief periods of time, right? That's what alcohol and drugs are all about. But when you alleviate that toxic shame and you get that connection, that genuine emotional connection, that's when it becomes easier to overcome any addiction, which is why 12-step programs are so successful for so many people, because a large part of the recovery process are those meetings, just going and sharing and being vulnerable around other people. You're getting that emotional connection 
you know, even with, it's, it's crazy. It's like, it could be just strangers. Like people don't even know. You don't know them, but you do know them because you guys struggle with a similar thing. And, uh, you know, that's why, that's a huge reason why they're so, so successful. So I highly recommend them. Um, you can do it with, again, just, you know, you don't have to go out to um, a club or anything like that or do anything crazy. You, you also want to, you know, open up and be vulnerable, but, you know, make sure you do it with safe people, you know, that are going to understand you at the same time. And the more you do this stuff, the more you open yourself up to little baby emotional flashbacks or little mini panic attacks or like extreme anxiety, you'll feel better and the anxiety will decrease and the intensity of emotional flashbacks around certain issues will decrease as well. And this is why I'm always I'm always talking about um, assertiveness and effective communication because this is the best way to be open and vulnerable with anyone at all times. But also, it's like you're vulnerable, but also um, it gives you kind of like an inner strength at the same time, right? Like if you practice assertiveness and effective communication that's healthy, you're you're empowering yourself and you, and you have, you know, your confidence rises as far as any social situation that might, you know, require you to, you know, set some boundaries or something else or just dealing with people, it becomes less uh, anxiety, you know, anxiety producing to be in social situations because you, you'll you know uh, that you'll be able to take care of yourself no matter what arises, right? And that includes being around, you know, safe people. If somebody's doing something uh, that's that's not making you feel comfortable or something, you can say something or, and slash or just go away from that person and, and go be around people that value you and respect you. So that's what therapeutic flashbacks really are. And really that's kind of like the core of of healing from CPTSD. If you can if you can do this and and just like commit to that, you you'll be amazed how much progress you'll make, but also how much better you'll feel just in general inside yourself whether you're with other people or not. Um so that's that's what I recommend. Now I did go not only to those 12-step programs but those really intensive workshops and you know I've mentioned him a couple times here and there. I I don't think I would have gone back in. I wouldn't have gone in there now, knowing what I know now about CPTSD. But I went in there before I knew about CPTSD, and really, I just felt like I needed to open up more. But it was it was it was extreme for me anyway. It, they're really intense. Uh, you can make incredible progress in those things if if you know those workshops. If you don't deal with CPTSD too much, or you're you're able to handle it. I don't recommend them mostly for people with CPTSD because of how extreme they can be. Um, but if you feel like you wanted to, I'm only mentioning them because it is an incredible way to like open up real and, and work through a lot of shame and, and experience openness with other human beings in, in a really powerful way and, and also like in a real, relatively short period of time. So it it can be done. Just understand it's it's kind of like more of an it's like if you're in a more advanced class for something or you're you're skiing on a more advanced slope you know just i'm a big when especially when it comes to cptsd and recovering from it i'm a big fan of taking it easy step by step baby steps if you feel like you want to go to some tony robbins extravaganza or something like that um they can be helpful but i would i would recommend doing a significant amount of of you know work with a therapist or twelve step groups or some kind of group therapy, or the writing the writing process uh, that we were always talking about before trying to do something like that. Uh, it's it's really extreme. <laughs> it's really extreme. I kind of can't believe I did it. 
Um, but it, but it all, the, the truth is like for me, all these experiences all added up over time to me being able to get back in touch with my core self and my heart, uh, and, and to, and to open up more and sort of melt that inner emotional ice to move through social anxiety and, and emotional flashbacks when they happen. All that stuff I did was I was gradually, I didn't know what therapeutic flashbacks were at the time, but that's essentially what was I was doing was exposing myself to things that made me really uncomfortable. It was just I didn't realize the, the intensity. What I, what I really needed, really, I, I think is a, is a therapist who understood CPTSD and trauma, right, that could walk me through all that. I think we all need that, but unfortunately... It seems to be so far, far and few between uh, that those therapists actually exist. That, that, you know, obviously, as many of us know, a lot of therapists can, even therapists can kind of re-traumatize you. Or, or even if they're not re-traumatizing you, it's like sometimes, you know, for people like us, it's really hard to open up and trust without shutting down, right, and isolating again. So if if you come across a therapist that doesn't, it kind of makes you feel like you want to shut down again, that's not helpful either. You know what I mean? Or, or just isn't a very good therapist, or sometimes you, you find, you know, narcissistic therapists too. Um, so that's not helpful. So, you know, that's why, honestly, that's why I'm a big fan of the pen and the pad, because you can, ex- you can expose yourself to emotional flashbacks, or even talking in front of the mirror. I, I've talked to a lot of CPTSD survivors who, even just talking in front of a mirror like by themselves, they, f- they feel that that's overwhelming. And that's okay. But that overwhelming feeling that feeling of anxiety or uncomfortableness moving through that is 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 you know what's a therapeutic flashback is and it's what's going to get you to the other side and to feel better right uh it's it's really just like the emotional version of working out at the gym right it's like we we have an inner mental resistance to working out at the gym or working out anywhere because there is a certain you know, uh, aspect of working out or exercising that's kind of uncomfortable, <laughs> right? But we all know, like, if you do it and then afterwards, you how much better you feel. And that's physically with your muscles and your cardiovascular system. Well, the same thing applies to your emotional self, like doing some emotional exercise. And, and the writing process I put together here, you don't have to do, you know, the process I put together, but, you know, just writing in general, just just straight up just writing. Like if something happens to you, it really upsets you or bothers you or traumatizes you just just simply writing about that event and writing about what happened writing about your feelings you know and letting yourself be honest and open just doing that is incredibly powerful for for healing and for you know it's a form of verbal ventilation where you're allowing yourself to really you know write out and and that's how you process your your feelings right and frankly you're being vulnerable on the paper, but what's the the other reason I really like it is because if you do it on your own, your your brain knows you're safe. Like you're you're able to be open and vulnerable in a safe. Because some of us, you know, we 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 just you know, there's some of us that just can't you know open up in front of anybody, like a therapist or anything. So that's why the paper and the pen is is my favorite you know way to do it. And frankly, you can, I'm telling you, you can you can do everything you need to do on the paper and the pen with the pen and the paper. And then, you know, when it comes to between that and practicing assertiveness and effective communication on your own in front of a mirror, uh, that is largely how I overcame my CPTSD. And, and that carries out over into the world, whether you're at work or you're, you want to make new friends or new connections. You can do so much work on your own 
I I would argue all of it, all of it that you need to get out of it, because you know it's in these workshops. You know, they're, they're comprised of a lot of different kind of interactive exercises with people that are designed for everyone involved to be as open and vulnerable as they possibly can. But and so essentially, what's happening with all the exercises is you're just opening yourself up and and being vulnerable in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and so I realized, and, and, you know, learning assertiveness and effective communication kind of happens in those, uh, in those groups. So I realized that was, those were the key, like essential components. So if you just extracted that, the assertiveness and effective communication and being vulnerable, even just with on paper or with a safe enough person, a therapist or someone you trust, that alone, or the 12 step groups, that alone is, is enough to, to get you back, to heal, to process yourself, to move through emotional flashbacks. And of course, you know, that's why I'm always talking about um, kind of like empowering yourself by learning things you never learned due to fear. Because all these things, doing all these things, which I, which is in the course I put together, um, combined will, is, is are the keys of what will help you, you know, overcome CPTSD, but also uh, expose you to therapeutic flashbacks at the same time. You know, sometimes, you know, if you're if you're writing, you might feel a little uncomfortable. That's good. That's a good sign. You know, it's the there's good there's bad discomfort, but there's also good discomfort where you're growing, right? And so that's what that's all about. Um, a lot of us want to suppress and, re- you know, that's how the brain works, right? Any uncomfortable uh, memories or anything, but it doesn't, it, they're causing problems by staying inside you and not being processed or looked at. So uh, the writing is extremely helpful and connecting with others and the uh, practicing assertiveness and effective communication is how you're connecting with others um, by opening up and expressing yourself uh, you're learning better communication skills. And the, the, the coolest part, of, and that's why I like it so much, that's why I'm always talking about assertiveness and effective communication is because you can literally practice opening up and, and talking all by yourself if you want to, right? Or with an empty chair or the mirror or whatever. And then you can go do, and then what'll happen is it'll, you're, you'll be rewiring your brain as you're doing this stuff and then just out in life, it'll just naturally happen, Right. It's like if you're practicing martial arts by yourself with a with a, a you know one of those Wing Chun dummies or something, and then you're out in the, in the world and somebody like throws a punch at you, you just know how to automatically kind of block it. Your your reflexes are just automatically there. You can train by yourself for real world uh, situations. So that's that's what this is all about. The, the the course, everything we're talking about here is therapeutic flashbacks and exposing yourself to them gradually. Uh, so that you can, you know, heal from the CPTSD and get your life back. But I'm, I'm telling you, they might be a little nerve wracking, but you feel, I'm telling you, you feel so much better by going through them. You'll be like, oh my God, I feel so much better. <laughs> I feel so much better. Like you'll just feel better within yourself. I mean, for, so for me, it's like, yeah, the, you know, connecting with others is, is good and important and stuff. But the truth is when you're connecting with someone, there's stuff that's happening inside of you at the same time, which is why it feels better. Well, you can do all that stuff for yourself internally without necessarily having to be around people or a therapist or 12-step groups or something. But, you know, if you want to get started, just just make a list, like make a list of things that make you a little bit uncomfortable. You don't have to, um, <laughs> you don't have to like go ask somebody out on a date or something like that, although that, that might be uh, triggering for, for certain people for sure. That's nerve-wracking for anybody, right? Um, but j- just little things, like just make a list of little things you can do 
saying hi to someone at the grocery store or maybe checking out a 12-step group or going to some social, you know, get-together like a, you know, there's all kinds of meetups and stuff like that for all different kinds of hobbies and things, you know, and and it's really exposing yourself to other people that is, is what's going to uh, be the best therapeutic flashbacks for you. Um, and just kind of, you know, you can do that if you want. And then you'll, the more you do it, the more confidence you'll gain, you'll feel better and you'll be able to do more and more things that allow you to, um, you know, expose yourself to things that are used to be really uncomfortable, but now you can handle it, right? It's kind of like, again, going to the gym, like you, you, after a while you get stronger and you can lift heavier and heavier weights. So that's what this is all about. The therapeutic flashbacks. I highly recommend them. And, um, they're really the, the key to getting your life back from CPTSD. So, you know, you, again, you don't have to, you know, if you don't, Pete Walker always says like, if any, if any part of this book makes you feel uncomfortable, you don't have to worry about doing it. But, you know, cause there's the relational aspect of, of healing from CPTSD, but if you're uncomfortable with it, it's, it's okay. Um, but this is, this is kind of like the way out, you know, the way out of that sort of inner prison and, um, and you can do it and there's definitely safe enough people you can do it with and you'll, you'll feel so much better and you'll be freeing yourself from that inner prison at the same time. Um, so I would, I would recommend giving it a shot, even the, um, even the, the course, like just notice any inner resistance, like that, anything that makes you a little uncomfortable and then like go through it. Um, at, at Tony Robbins events, you may be aware of this, but they have this, they have a lot of setups like this where you're exposing yourself to things that you're uncomfortable with or that, or that cause you fear. Well, there's one where people are actually like walking across coals, hot coals. <laughs> you don't have to go walk across hot coals, but it's all about like facing fears and, and, and um, sort of like alleviating that inner shame and fear by f- by going through it, right? Well, it's the same thing with therapeutic flashbacks. You don't have to walk over a bed of coal, but you know maybe just do little things here and there that that make you uncomfortable, or go to even just going out, like maybe going out for a walk or going to talk to somebody, just like friendly. I I was doing um, like rideshare driving, and you you talk to all kinds of people, so that's really helpful too, because um, you know you'll just get. Uh, I don't know, used to talking to people more and it really, it, it helps, but it helps you, right? Like this isn't about becoming the most social person in the world. It's just about healing you so that you feel better and so that you can get your life back and you're not sort of plagued with that inner constant, like inner anxiety and that those heavy feelings of, of deep shame and all that stuff and trapped by those emotional flashbacks. Um, the more you do the, the therapeutic flashbacks, the more the emotional flashbacks will decrease in intensity and then you'll be free for them. So that's why they're so important to do. So I think that's um, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk to you today with uh, about with the, as far as the therapeutic flashbacks are concerned. You don't have to do any of this if you don't feel comfortable with it, but if you do a little bit of it, it'll you know now at least you know what to do. Anything that makes you a little emotionally uncomfortable or a little like anxious, you know, sometimes is, you know, not nothing dangerous, but it'll help you open up and, and, uh, you'll be able to disengage yourself from those emotional flashbacks. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well and I will see you in the next episode. Take care.